Hello, hello, fill your cup family, and welcome to, this is like the fourth episode now with Miss Elisa, and now the third episode of me saying your name right, Miss um, Elisa Rose, <laughs> and we are so, so excited to be back here this morning with you guys. Let's not lie, we're a little sleepy, we're a little tired, and we both kind of got on with zombie eyes and are like, all right, we're doing the thing. But we are so excited to be here and jam on all of the energies again that are available to us right now, specifically in this retrograde season that we are still in. Right now we are in, geez, the thick of the shadow period of Mercury retrograde. I literally haven't been able to talk this whole week. So there's the first sign, right? (laughs) Taking it a little slower and stop like mumbling over my words, that communication. So I've been finding myself having to take a lot more of those just like pauses and deep breaths to really catch myself. And I invite you to do the same, but we have that Mercury shadow energy retrograde for Mercury starts this Thursday, which is the, what are we, is it going to be the 18th, 18th, correct? Which is Miss Elise's birthday. My solar return. Celebrate. I'm 31. (laughs) It's weird because I feel like I'm 13 inside still. (laughs) I mean, technically, if you're dyslexic and you flip that number, no one (laughs) Exactly. I'm like, in my inner self still feels like it's like a 13 year old, but. I'm 31. Whoa. Ooh, girl, <laughs> I uh, I celebrate you. I just turned 27 and I'm slightly the same. I'm like, uh, wait. Is but I'm also real? like 300 years old mm-hmm. at the Whoa. same time. We're living in so <laughs> many goddamn paradigms. <laughs> so many timelines live inside me. <laughs> and I really, really love that timeline came up and even around your birthday I'd love to actually hear the energy you're kind of in because I know for myself it was like I was excited but also like slightly reflective and like in this weird like in-between space it was kind of weird for me um so I'd love to hear the energy behind that and now of course I forgot what I was talking about what we're going to talk about today (laughs) yeah oh oh yeah what we're talking about today exactly well that like brings me into the next point of just like the eclipse energy that is so available and like potent and thick right now and then um we are traveling dancing into cancer season here soon i don't know why we're traveling and dancing but that sounds fun um yeah let's do both and so we will be talking all about that elisa will be giving us her sacred self-care tips for cancer season um, and I'm just going to stop talking and give it right on over to my beautiful soul sister, Alisa. Um, hello. What is up? How are it's you? A, how, oh my God. I'm just like, uh, this for me, the eclipse seasons have been, I feel so heavy because the, uh, well, just the shift from the lunar notes from cancer and Capricorn to Gemini Sagittarius, that for me is really potent because that is currently tr- hitting right on my natal sun. And then when you have a birthday, that means the transiting sun is hitting your, your birth sun. Like it's like double dosing. So like, it's like extra highlighting this, the eclipse, or rather the North and South energy, which is eclipse energy actually. Oh God. um, I'm just like, uh, I feel heavy and lightheaded. Like (laughs) all I want to do every, 
if so far since I've been aware of astrology and like really aware of eclipses, every time there's a big eclipse shit happening, I get super hermit mode. Mm. And like, I can't, I can only do what I'm have to do. Like I can't, I don't want to clean my house. I just want to go to work and read books but then my sleep schedule's funky as fuck like mm. i stayed up one day last week till six in the morning to finish a book and a romantic novel yeah or like i just it was like some like really intense series and like mystery <laughs> thing with it too and i'm like i can't stop like i just couldn't stop and like i'm like what? and the past <laughs> few days i'm getting like four hours sleep i'm like I don't know what's happening and mm. whoa man and for me this is all my natal sun and all this energy is happening in my what's called a sixth house which is the life area of daily work wellness and so this there's a ping for me too to be like baby girl mm. your diet <laughs> yeah because I have not been wanting to like do spiritual shit at all like mm. or like quote-unquote spiritual like take me time to meditate or do a breath work or do your yoga like I'm not doing shit daily mm. the only shit daily I'm doing is like reading my books <laughs> and I guess you can make that spiritual yeah hell yeah but, that's I mean that's I self-care right that's, yeah. that's giving yourself love. I know it's just not stereotypical of like or it's right. like what not, don't think of spiritual like I'm not doing my yoga breath work meditation I I think that's what- shit I think that's what people love about us and like what we've really, and at least the feedback that I've received, like we give a lot of permission to people to be like, yo, like this is what spiritual like might have looked like, or, you know, these are the guidelines that you think you might have to like follow, but like, um, no, fuck that. Let's, you know, give ourselves permission. Like I texted one of my friends the other night. I was like, I am so fucking tired. I'm drinking a beer and watching Adventure Time on the couch. And this is what I'm doing right now. And yeah, good. that's my spiritual times too lately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Especially because there's a lot of shit going on collectively. Uh, so this is just for me personally, it was like, okay, I need a ping. I'm getting the ping like since quarantine happened. Like uh, it's been a lot of refined foods. Mm. And the last time I like, was getting really like clear voyant shit going on like seeing visions and things during meditations was when I got really sick earlier in the beginning of the year which was like right mm. when the other nodes uh or eclipse season was happening in January and it that forced me to like really simplify my diet and I remember uh, that you couldn't eat meat I couldn't eat anything for a while like I was like forced on a juice cleanse almost but then it was like really simple things of like I could only do some grass-fed meatballs and a roasted a little bit of roasted potato and vegetables or like mashed homemade mashed potato that was or something like that or pureed mm. cauliflower like I couldn't right smoothie so it was very simple but but it was more quote-unquote clean or just like it was more of a whole food right um simple foods and I wasn't drinking any coffee or any of that sort of stuff because it was like, Ugh. <laughs> now I'm like, re- it's been pretty refined shit and a lot of fried foods, not going to lie, because I'm like, mm. I can eat it. <laughs> right. And, you know, it's nothing to judge because, like, we're all going through collective shifts and trauma and food is a great 
coping mechanism. Like interesting, but we shouldn't judge that it's a coping mechanism. It's better than heroin. <laughs> like we could all be doing crack right now. I mean, right? Some people are, you know, and like, and also no judgment to them. But yeah, food, but food like, might be a better shot. Like at least it's. I, I mean, I, the food might be like you know, like easier. It's cheap, well cheaper probably depending on where you shop for it. But oh also, it's like it won't be as mentally handicapped, you know. Like you can still keep your wherewithal and stuff. I, oh my god, I feel you, and I fucking love that all of this is coming up because it's pretty much like it's all shadow shit, right? It's all of like our deepest. Because I know food for me is like, oh my god, that's that's my number one. How many times on our episodes have we talked about like your Virgo kind of- moon? This shit is for real for you, like Ugh. like Virgos typically really have a thing there's Mm. usually some wellness hang up that happens because a lot of it's more about perfectionism around food and fitness or wellness or purity around it and just wanting to get it right and Mm. going hypercritical on the self for not getting it right and uh so I feel you on that like Mm. um it's sometimes probably I would bet like for you like when that's really cropping up I wonder if there's some transit hitting like your moon and it's just like it feels like some transit is yeah. punching the shit out of punching everything. Your moon. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Punches you in the moon. Punches <laughs> you in the moon. Um, but because like all oh, this is happening, yeah, for me it's in the sixth house. That's, right. So it's I'm like, okay, so maybe this this next year or so is like really hmm, I don't know, creating that Gemini flexible consistency of simplified eating that's helps with my third eye basically (laughs) to get lit as fuck but I haven't done it yet (laughs) okay we have a lot to talk about though because me and Elisa like we're talking even before this and are both like going back and forth and downloading like I have things coming through to work together and we need to collaborate like this way we're gonna collaborate this way and so this like and I guess this can be like a little like um we haven't even talked about this but all of you are hearing this for the first time like I feel like that's gonna be a really big piece of what we do do together and like what we are being called to it's not like work on or like heal or like do right now but like just to create that focus and almost like a more uh, that more aligned foundation in that area with where we are right now. And does that make sense to you with what I'm t- saying? I think so. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty I, lightheaded. I know. So if I, I see, say random shit right now, no, I'm like, no, I, I don't see, know. I see her eyes kind of like, what the fuck? And I'm like, okay, where are you following I, along? No, <laughs> but like, it's all like comes back to like, say, especially for everybody, like what is coming up into reality right now that is triggering you, that is really like, you're, you're kind of struggling and you know you're it's like that shadow is coming back up especially like me and Elisa are talking with the food and you know we've we've done the things in the past to like clean up our diets but look kind of back to it's not square one but it's back to this place of like okay well I know this isn't great for me I'm not number one gonna fucking judge myself or beat myself up because those were energies of the past which we've already learned from in the sense of like the shadow right so now with more love with more compassion with more that word fucking compassion 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 has come up so much especially for this this eclipse these retrogrades like all of these seasons and 
I'm really feeling, and we kind of said before, shifting into cancer season with all of these emotions, like that mothering energy. How can you be compassionate and release the judgment when you're moving through like these stickier things that like your brain really wants to say like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? Like, fuck you. <laughs> that's, that's what my brain yells at me a lot of the time. So, mm. um, but I think that was just a really cool how it all came up because right now it is, it's like really shadowy right now. And like, kind of like it's escaping, right? We can either escape the shadow and this is so huge individually and fucking collectively, like, and why we are being affected and we can feel it, especially as empaths, so much more like in this moment, besides all of the eclipse energy, besides all of the things happening in the sky, like collectively, we are all fucking awakening. And so it's just like so much. Again, I lost where I'm, I, I was, what I was saying. So I'm going to take a deep breath if you <laughs> have anything that's coming through. Because collectively, we are moving through. Um... So when we say eclipses, and then we've talked about nodes and things like that, eclipses are when are just mathematical points on the moon's orbit of between Earth and Sun, and when and when the those nodes when those mathematical mathematical points hit at a certain point where the moon, Earth, and Sun line up in different places then you get what's called an eclipse and from an astrological archetypal or symbolic perspective those mathematical points those nodes symbolize our karmic unfolding and path the south node is represents our the shadow shit a karmic shit that we're here to evolve from but it also is like what we came on this earth with the knowledge and the abilities to do and the north nodes are north star where we're growing towards where we um the qualities that we're evolving into it's our evolutionary soul's path in this lifetime so we each have these nodes these in our birth charts individually and so we each have our own karmic shit to work out and our we even have like cohorts of us that have a similar uh, path line or theme but it's depending on our actual birth chart, then we have more specifics and nuances. And when we talk about what's happening with the eclipses and the nodal shifts and the stuff collectively, that means where are those mathematical points in the sky happening right now? And like I said earlier, those the nodes are have shifted into the signs of Gemini, where the North nodes in Gemini, and then the South nodes in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius South Node means that we're dealing with unpacking our conditions and subconscious karmic belief systems. Mm. Because Sagittarius is all about belief systems, our philosophies. Um, it's that teacher archetype, but we're confronting the shadow shit side of it too. Mm. Uh, you can see that in Black Lives Matter movement, especially. Mm. We're confronting the systemic uh, beliefs that we were internalized with and you're like but I this way was always what was right like mm -hmm. this is what I grew up with this is what um, I grew into or what I thought I was doing it the right way and then you're like honey boo boo <laughs> um, actually that's some internalized racist bias actually <laughs> or like even just awakening to the fact that uh, 
oh, who, who is that old lady? She's so funny and sassy and snarky, but she's a, she's a racial educator. And uh, this little oh. old white lady, and she's just like short and like just kicks ass. But like even realizing that the maps that we grew up in school are basically based in white supremacy, mm-hmm. that they make the shapes of, uh, of the Northern hemisphere and of particularly of like <laughs> of European descent countries bigger than they actually are. So it visually starts to indoctrinate students to believe that these parts of the world are more important visually so like her whole thing is like racism is indoctrination in from education systems and so she's here to demystify that and debunk Mm. it and we're going through that process of really breaking up our our belief systems and we're doing it through what the north node ways of gemini and gemini is like we are taking you off your high horse Get down with the people. We're going to learn through peer-to-peer contact. We're learning through social media, people on the ground showing us what's happening in the protests. Like, what's the truth? In Seattle up here, people, like Fox News is like, in Capitol, it's just mayhem. And like, (laughs) with that autonomous zone, they're just like, it's so bad. And it's like, actually, they're all just chilling out and watching movies. And like, it's pretty chill down there. And... Uh, so, but we wouldn't get that if people weren't like there taking photos on the street, if we were just paying attention to mass right. media, which is con- trying to control the, the narrative. <laughs> oh my right? God. For but, all like, this, year, for all year long. Well, uh, for, uh, for quite well, a long okay. time. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, exactly. Oh my but God. You're just like, blowing my mind. But that peer to peer learning and information and like that, the, even that the influx of information from personal people's perspectives and broadening our perspectives. Gemini is all about being able to hold multiple things at once, multiple ideas, multiple perspectives at once. And what are we doing when we're learning about racial bias and stuff like that? And unpacking that we're having to hold like, okay, this is my perspective, but this is what like the, someone who's lost their sibling because of police brutality. Mm -hmm. But then also you're seeing the perspective of like, you know, a police officer that was shitty, but you're holding the perspective of the police officer that, and their family who are trying to do what's right. And they're like, this fucking system, but I'm mm. my job. And like, they're traumatized too by shit. And like, then you hold a space of all the perspectives of like, this is generational shit too. And so trying to hold a space for all of it and have conversations about it and um, spread information too. Like we're seeing a rise of sharing about books Mm. and resources and uh, you see more online education, technological information and courses from particularly people of color that we want to uplift, right? So we're using like all these Gemini superpowers Mm. to the utmost degree this year so that we can really educate ourselves to dismantle those belief systems that were not even ours to begin with. And Mm. then we're so that we can reprogram a new vision in the Sagittarian way. Sagittarius is all about the truth, capital T truth and vision. So we can use then the, the really powerful side of Sagittarius to envision this new world of the Aquarian age, really. Mm. And um, so that's what we're really confronting and we'll be working through in the next year and a half with 
the eclipses and with the nodes because they are interconnected. And so when we get an eclipse, it's when we're transiting and the sun and moon hit the, are basically like either, uh, they hit those, those mathematical points together. Mm -hmm. And on a birth chart, it looks like the mathematical points, the nodes look like horseshoe shapes. So it's when like there's a fuller new moon and then the, that old horseshoe is really close by to mm -hmm. one of them. So we just had one on June 5th. Um, it was a penumbral lunar. Lunar. I think it was partial. Yeah. It's like, it's, yeah, when it's like penumbral or whatever that freaking word is, it's like, it's there, but you can't really see it. Right. It's like in the shadowy area. It's close by, but it's not exact. <laughs> and um, it was a lunar eclipse. And that meant it was like, and it was on a, it was on a full moon. So it was more like the full moon was just freaking amplified. Like in Sagittarius too. Yeah. And then we're having one on the 21st. Uh, I thought it was on Saturday as the 20th. It depends I on your time zone. Okay. And so Saturday or Sunday, this coming weekend, June 20th and 21st, <laughs> we have another one. <laughs> so this is our solar eclipse in Cancer on a new moon. Woo! New moon. So it means like new, it means like the sun, moon, and, and that uh, north node or south node are really close together. Mm. They're like just a few degrees apart. Oh my God. I'm looking They're all up. kissing. Yeah. Elisa has her fingers coming together and I like just feel the energy of all of those transits coming together and it's slightly like making me nervous. It's, what's, uh, what's happening? <laughs> it's, it'll, yeah. Okay. Oh like, me. <laughs> it'll, you'll feel like a goat. Uh, I've been making goat sounds more lately. I don't know why, but it's freaking out my husband, which makes me want to do it more. <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to start and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you how my man takes it. <laughs> just, just say babe. I go, babe. And he's like, oh my God, what the fuck? <laughs> anyway, but so new moon energy is where the sun and moon are together. They're kissing, they're making out. Sun is the represents, um, in one perspective, your conscious self. And also the moon can represent your subconscious self. So those two aren't in opposition. They're connecting and they're having full-on conversations together. Mm. And then you bring up, <clears throat> the north yeah i'll be next to the north node mm. and even though the sun and moon will technically then be just in like zero degrees cancer the north node will still be in gemini but at 29 degrees so they're like a degree apart even <sighs> though they're in different signs but they're still freaking close they're just like over that fence line with your neighbor like hey stop honey <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? How's your consciousness awakening? So like you're, you're basically having better, easier conversations and it's being amplified by this freaking lunar mm. node neighbor to like, let's illuminate your subconscious. So this is a great time to like, um, mm. I would say explore subconscious stuff or even, or if you need to just take a chill pill and do it right. afterwards. Because a lot of times in ancient times, they've always said like <laughs> eclipses are, oh, I had the word this morning when I woke up, auspicious, that's the word, <laughs> very auspicious times. And they're like, they would either do like ritual sacrifice, like they were all like freaked out, like some shit's going to go down, right? And the eclipses. I mean, to be honest, if 
much it does go down near eclipses, personal and or collectively. I'm like, yeah, I'm noticing having eclipses. So shit has gone down. It does but, go down, uh, yes. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily mean that. But then also, like, people who practice witchcraft are like, don't cast spells on eclipses. Interesting. They're like, do not do manifestation rituals on eclipses. This is not the time to do it. And, or, like, medical astrologers will be like, don't get surgery. Interesting. <laughs> or, like, during certain transits, like, eclipses or certain retrogrades. They're like, don't do it now. Right. Uh how you can do you choose to follow that if you want? Yeah, how do you feel about that? Because at least in my experience with like retrogrades, like I for sure was like tripped up like and I didn't even know other planets went into retrograde at this point, so there was my knowledge on it. But it was like Mercury retrograde and and that's everyone else's perspective too, kind of like you were They're saying. Like, it's the end. <laughs> right? But um, how I choose learned, not to feed it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's like more growth. It's just like, okay. It's definitely going to be activate. Oh, I'm like, okay, some energy is activating as fuck. It may not be fun. Mm. But it will be unpacking shit yes um i would still suggest doing some sort of like subconscious work i mean i mean and that that's not casting a spell necessarily but i mean honestly i think it is because you're like depending on how you do your can't doing like incantation work like of reprogramming your subconscious because that's like this is like the ultimate time to like clear it out you know right. like or at least unpack it a bit if you have the space and time um you can also think of it, to me, it's almost like freaking alien portals of like downloads are opening up, like in the heavens, like for the collective versus just like, we, we always have an antenna up to that portal in the sky, whatever you want to call it, to the Akashic field, quantum field, Jesus, God, goddess. Yeah, we always have it. But then it's like eclipses are like, and that antenna is like, <laughs> wow I... downloading information like oh, oh like a like an update on your computer right <laughs> oh my god like a system update okay you've said so many like like just so potent things uh i pulled some cards is it okay if i share yeah okay we're, and we're not linear talkers we're gemini yeah we're not <laughs> linear at all no like everything you said is um Thank you for sharing. Number one, I absolutely just love listening to you jam on like your own magic and, you know, all the astrology wisdoms. I don't know if you know, but Elise is running a course with our other soul sister, Emily James and um, Astro 101, which I will mm -hmm. be in. Um, and we hey, can girl. link stuff in the show notes if that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. Okay, good. Um, I'd love to get that out there. But I just like love listening to you talk about astrology. So I'm just thank you, thank you, thank you for all of the, you know, for the time that you take to come on here and talk. And um, everything that you said, I literally feel to my bones. Um, collectively, let's start there with all of the shifts that we're going through, like this great awakening um, type of thing. It's like it, what is this phrase that I saw the other day? It's like the plague happened before the Renaissance, like all of this, like unpacking in the collective, like this, the, this shake up, this destruction almost, and the destruction of the systems that have been in place, not the destruction of, of the of the expression that's happening that's not destructive at all that's what's changing this right it's the destruction of the systems that have been in place and so 
Let me take a deep breath <laughs> and come if back. If you want, I can tell you more about the history things too with the current transits. Uh, yeah, I would, you can absolutely um, share that. And then I can share cards after because I'm sure it'll just it'll like, flow. validate and resonate a thousand percent with what's coming through. Well, like what you brought up, it's like, this isn't like with the black plague and things like that. Like this is, these cycles aren't, new right like, yeah they're not new but we do collectively outside of even just the shifts that i the node stuff and eclipses that i just mentioned we have way more shit going on collectively at the same time mm. so check it out saturn is retrograde and it's recent in the past few months it recently shifted into aquarius and it's right and it's really soon going to dip back into a capricorn for a few months mm. and then go back into aquarius for the next three years the last time Saturn was in Aquarius was during the Rodney King riots in 1992. Oh, I just got huge. BLM, right? And then we also have, you know, Pluto's been in Capricorn since 2000. And it's making huge ass transits with planets Jupiter and Saturn this year. And last time Pluto was in Capricorn was during the American Revolution, y'all. <laughs> yeah. And then Neptune is in Pisces. And... And was under that sign in Pisces for when the Roman Empire fell, when the Protestant Reformation surged in the Europe in the 1520s, when the slavery abolitionist movement was gaining speed, and also when the Communist Manifesto was written in the 1840s. Oh my gosh. And also at the same time, <laughs> all at the same time, we also have Uranus and Taurus. I mean, that happened like a couple years ago, but we're still in this period and last time Uranus was in Taurus was at the end of the Great Depression and when Roosevelt expanded big government projects and services and even started taxing the 1% to move resources and wealth more to the lower and middle classes. And then we have like, um, yeah, and like we said, like we're the surge of um, the, Gem uh, the Gemini Sagittarius nodal shifts. And not only, and so the last time the collective experienced the North Node in Gemini and Sagittarius was in 2001. What happened then? Yeah, some big shit, right? 9-11, mm. war in Iraq, and also a huge surge of technological and communication and information advancement, right? Like cell phones and internet. Like you can even just watching shows that were made in like 1999, 2000, all of a sudden you see this jump into smartphones. Like, like right. they were like pagers, right? At that time, like, ooh, that was a right. big technology thing. And then just like three years later, people are like getting the flip phones and razor phones. And wow. um, so, and with that, the rise of the internet and chatting and texting and like, yeah. Uh, communication. Communication, <laughs> information. And so we're, wow. and this is happening all at the same time. Wow. So it's like, well, even if it flew over your head, like all this information, you get the gist that some major cosmic shit's underway, right? right? We're going through karmic cycles. And, um, you know, and this is like that, the deconstruction of the systems and the, so that we can educate ourselves on how we really want to reconstruct this and stop doing it in such an egoic way of like, well, it's not my problem. Mm. and really starting to be more Aquarian about it, really moving that, the age of Aquarius. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, like really serving the 
the collective good, but not doing in a way though, that turns your emotions off and makes you Mm. overly, um, yeah, like you're like, this doesn't make sense that we're just, you you know, we want to keep the empathy there. And that's a great teacher of cancer season that we're moving into in a few days um, with, with a solar eclipse new moon. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. Uh, and cancer a lot of times is associated with the archetypal divine mother. I like to, one great image would be like, um, oh, who's the goddess that I put her with? It's the Hindi goddess Durga, because mm. a lot of times in pop astrology, they make out, um, cancer to be like, She's the crybaby of the, of the group with maybe with Pisces. And I'm like, um, no, Cancer's pretty fucking badass mm. um, because she's also a, um, her quality of a sign is cardinal, meaning that she's an initiated like leader kind of a role too. Mm-hmm. And um, also if with the, mama bear like she's a mama bear and if someone's going to attack someone she loves that that bitch is going to get cut like uh uh-uh. uh you don't you don't hurt the people i love bitch i will hurt you uh 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 and cancer will cut a bitch cancer <laughs> will she feels threatened oh my God. <laughs> and then she may cry about it later in, at home that's okay. Uh, or something, you know and like to process or something but oh my god to me like she is that um Durga energy because there is this protective warrior mother goddess that's a leader as fuck and it's a great expression of being a fierce feminine leader is Mm. cancer because she's able to be emotionally sensitive hyper intuitive empathic um, and create nurturance and nourishment and protection all at the same time but not in a way that's you know all about being like what we stereotypically have with strength or the masculine strength of like, I will hurt you just to get go. Like right. not be emotionally sensitive to things. Right. And um, allowing that space for nurturance with protection at the same time. Sometimes though, cancers can get a little too heavy on their protection and like for themselves, like they may be seen as someone as super tough, but inside they're like a teddy bear. Mm. because they they are so soft inside and tender that it's like i need to protect myself right. from anyone and i will put up walls like nobody's business and no one's going to infiltrate mm. my brother's a cancer son and wow he <laughs> opens up to even his family like mm. he will bury his feelings inside and i know he feels so deeply mm-hmm. so deep but he it's hard to let that be seen and mm. he will go into his crab shell. Yeah. Sure. And like, like the, the symbol of cancer is the Right. Um, but there's also an association too with cancer since it's ruled by the moon that's associated with the more subconscious stuff like ancestry or psychological roots and home. It's also associated with feminine cycles and your instincts or even just the like thinking like matrilineal inheritance and Mm. that security from that or insecurity from that and but I just want to reiterate cancer's a badass sign yeah and you know love her love her and um 
if yeah let me know what your thoughts are because i can go more and more into like yeah no yeah let's do self-care after i kind of just share the cards because of course it made sense that you had to share all of. oh we wanted to talk about remothering because it's all tying in go right remothering too because like everything you are saying and everything that i've been picking up on this past week and everything that we literally are in this deep it's not even a transformation right now like this energy that we're in it has the energy of transformation, but we're in a deep initiation. Like this really is the shift from the old paradigm into the new paradigm. And everything Elisa just said is literally how can you focus within and kind of tune everything else out right now and and tune into your own feminine and masculine energy and just do that simple check-in and see where you stand. Feminine energy is that open heart is in touch with her emotions isn't scared to cry because she knows that that will help her process and come fuller into the next flow into the next stage and this is the next growth into the next evolution that she's in um that feminine energy again is that creativity i like to think of like passion play um just all of those like really feminine essence like within you that trust 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 is a really another big quality of the feminine and then masculine going over to that masculine is that support masculine is that that supportive space for that feminine energy to go cry and not stay in the tears for too long that masculine energy is like okay babe you got this we got this let's cry we got this let's keep moving however that over over masculine energy that over like you said the crab shell and that's exactly what i saw like that really protective shell there's no space for any emotions to flow it's almost like you're judging yourself for having emotions so let's cut them off let's cut them off and let's keep moving which is which is an imbalance so right now we're in this massive initiation and this first quote cord i can't even your first cord honey first cord that flew out was the great void and so we are literally like kind of in this in between right now of like while we can choose all of the old ways that we've been used to you know operating and it's really easy to choose those ways however it doesn't feel good anymore like there's and maybe you can speak on this too like your own experience like it just doesn't feel good for me like there's no resonance energetically to choose some of the like beliefs in the ways that i i once did like it actually like paralyzes me and that is because we're choosing the old paradigm as a two as opposed to being able to choose in and trust in all of this darkness and all of this destruction and all of this breakdown and all of this like in between right now that on the other side of this darkness of this almost this doubt this confusion this uncertainty and this always goes with any cycle right but especially right now as you've heard everything happening in the sky collectively all of the energy going on individually we are really being asked to go within to our heart space to tune into our own heart space and find that trust and really be able to to trust and even feel what that own energy within ourselves is and the the next card that flew out was conflict and so i think this was really beautiful for for right now you know going within and just understanding what's at conflict within you that energy of again masculine and feminine and i invite you to simplify the fuck out of your life and just look at that in energy as terms as that honestly this this month is really what like i've been getting the messages and receiving is like how can you break 
everything down within yourself to understand, again, your own masculine and feminine energy. And when you can start to really understand and calm that fire of conflict that's that's being wrapped up or you know fired up within you how can you come into that space and nurture yourself which is this next card this feminine energy you know how can you nurture yourself and create this safe space for these feelings that might be a little more fiery these feelings that you've been fucking suppressing forever that like are really being activated right now um these feelings this, this was the next card of denial what the fuck have you been denying and that those things that those emotions it's not even the things it's the emotions that you've been denying mm -hmm. the c card is links to water is directly related to our emotions you know the emotions that you're denying are what are keeping you wrapped up in this conflict wrapped up in this over masculine energy of like judging yourself of feeling like you're not good enough of feeling like you're stuck and you don't know what to do because girl boy whoever is listening like all of the answers lie within and you can receive which is that feminine energy you're able to receive those answers when you're able to take a pause take a breath quiet all of the outside noise down first and foremost being able to tune into your own heart space finding that time to connect um and i think these cards flew out when you were talking about um kind of the eclipse rituals or you know what can you do this week and that subconscious like what's coming up and it's like even the ritual of like writing you know and just like grabbing a journal and like it doesn't have mm -hmm. to be any more like spiritual or woo woo or any more like grand than that like literally just taking the time to start to get real with yourself and what is all of this like fire that is coming up what is what are all of these emotions that are not making you feel good and you're just keep fucking denying because you're going to be stuck in that in between space of like of the old paradigm of the new paradigm and when everyone is on their way to the new paradigm and they're feeling good you're gonna be like what the fuck i don't get it and it really comes down to that emotional leadership like understanding that your emotions are your roadmap especially especially like this month and i say that because this month holds all of the retrograde eclipse energy. And so you can always use this tool. I mean, always of being an emotional, of the leader of your emotions, right? But even more like when we come into these big cycles of retrograde, come into these big eclipse cycles again, it's like right now we are going through this initiation to learn to understand so that when we hit these things again, because we always will, you know, it's life and the planets move the stars move everything is always moving like we're going to just be more grounded we're building those foundations again right now um and then i guess the the next thing that wanted to come through was like instead of focusing on because i know this has come up for me a lot since there is a lot of like conflict and a lot of that energy of kind of like making you want to look somewhere else i've just been finding myself like looking and like kind of making future plans and like but still thinking i'm grounded in the present space but like really being just tripped up in the future so i don't know how that came why that wanted to come out but just being patient with yourself i think is a really big 
key and energy, that patience, that love, that compassion to get you through this like eh, weird initiation time. You know, it's all new. Um, the two cards that all the last two cards that I'll share, um, surrender to the sweetness of Venus energy, pleasure, joy, make love to life. So, you know, how can you surrender? Look at that like portal, right? Into the new world. Like mm -hmm. how can you surrender into the pleasure, into the joy, into the sweetness of life, even when it might not actually like look like that? We're really being asked right now to internally create that reality when on the outside, it really might not fucking look like that. And to trust and to trust and to that mothering energy, like how can you love yourself and show yourself that compassion and nurture yourself and nourish your your heart your energy so that you can keep feeling that support to show up to keep going to keep creating these systems individually number one so that you can add to the new systems collectively I know that was a big thing that I ran into as all of the black lives like revolution has like began it was like I was getting so tripped up and in everyone else's perspective, I got so burnt out and so overwhelmed. It really is like this, this mission to start within and how can you create these strong and safe boundaries to be open to receive and, you know, be in touch with your emotions. But like you said, not be so shut off that you're just like ignoring the shit out of everything still. And I think that is where I will leave that with. <laughs> It's, yeah, we're doing a lot of remothering. We're learning to, how can, and you see this even in the rise of um, parenting techniques that are coming up. My other job is as a nanny and I take care of babies and toddlers. And they have been in the past few years, such an awakening tool for me of like, what it means to parent, what it means to mother and how that parallels to us as adults and what we've been conditioned with and what we even just see on the news and stuff like that. <sighs> Cause when you even just think about like our relationship to mothers in general, on the human to human level, there's a lot of shit and we have been conditioned to not hold our emotions. Well, mm. the majority of us have been taught have not been taught emotional intelligence and to be able to, uh, have regulation of our emotions to move through emotions, particularly big ones. Mm -hmm. I see this from an infant level. Like we apologize, even just like uh, with babies and toddlers, they have, they're crying for a while and you don't even know why, but what do parents usually want to do immediately or caretakers in general? They want to shush it and stop it because mm -hmm. they can't handle it. It's not the, not, they don't, it's not for the baby. It's for them to not feel uncomfortable or they start, especially with toddlers, like, especially with like tantrums, they will punish them to have from having those emotions. Mm. And so what does that internalize in your subconscious from the freaking get go that to have big emotions, like fear of uncertainty, of anger, of shame, of just what the fuck, you know, like mm. all those things of just sadness. And even you don't even know why you're sad, but then immediately you get shut it off and it shuts off your nerve. And it basically creates this inner loop in your nervous system. That's not, that hasn't, it's, that's not complete. Mm. So like uh, with animals, when they go through a big 
uh, nervous system stimulus, uh, like they're freaked out by a car siren or whatever, they, or even just another dog entering and they're like kind of having a freak out moment. They will shake, shake their body mm-hmm. and then they're fine. Mm-hmm. They're shaking of the body is a way for them to regulate their nervous system and get that intense emotion and energy out of their nervous system and complete the, the nervous system cycle of like, okay, we went through the scary thing. Now it's done. Mm-hmm. Whereas if we cut it short, we're keeping that neurological loop that big emotions are scary and mm-hmm. not okay. And uh, we don't get it out of our body. It just stays because we cut it off from an early age. And if you do that repeatedly, 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 that pattern in your neural pathways, in your brain is even stronger. So it's like no freaking wonder we can't hold capacity for our own emotions. Cause, and then we can't even hold that for anybody else barely mm. because we can barely regulate it in ourselves. Mm. So like my big thing was just even just worth working with kids. It's like, let them cry with you, but be with them be with them through their big emotions. Maybe don't react. It's kind of like dog training sometimes. (laughs) Like try to be as neutral as possible and just hold them. Like this is a big remothering image that I've been trying to really embody is like, uh, like one of my kids is really sensitive. She is like, so Pisces and cancerizing <laughs> like girl is psychic like I, I know I'm like girl's gonna be psychic artistic something because she is so sensitive and she saw a picture of one of her friends as a baby and they had like their leg tag like their tag uh from the hospital and she saw the tag and then she just <sighs> cried for like 40 minutes like she got really like it she was just like her lip was wild she's like she's two and like (laughs) and i'm like something like she picked up from like the hospital was scary i'm bet like like something Mm. about like it was like really hard for her like something about the hospital even i bet girl's so piscean i bet she like remembers or something (laughs) about being in the hospital but she like other parents would be like why are you crying about a picture Mm. and i'm like even if you don't doesn't make logical sense to you can you let her physiologically move through that emotion and hold space for it, even if it's 45 minutes long. Wow. Like, and for her as a baby, she would have a little long times of cry and just like, I literally held her and just let her work it out of her nervous system and be like, and not apologize for it or not. And also parents like, I'm sorry, I don't want them to be like bad kids or like cryy kids. It's like, I got her. I'm mm. holding her. Mm. I'm letting her work it out. I'm letting her regulate herself out. But with support, I'm not forcing her to shut it off. I'm not trying to just like shush it away. I'm not going to punish it away because that's for me, not for them. Mm. But then like think about collectively, like we haven't been taught that. Right. We have deep conditionings neurologically that our emotions, big emotions are unsafe and bad. And I can't regulate it and, and we need to learn how to regulate it for ourselves so that we can start to regulate a whole space, emotional space collectively and in our system. So a lot of the stuff that we even see, like having dial- hard co- dialogues with people, it's really hard to have them because we can barely regulate ourselves. Mm. And I mean, I didn't regulate it super well yesterday with my husband. We were, I mean, we were doing well, like talking about Black Lives Matter, but then talking about trans lives 
Mm. He was having a really hard time and I'm on my period. I'm hungry and just like, I haven't seen him in a week. And like, I was just, I, I couldn't regulate it. I got really mad and I got tears, but also mm. I tend to hide things down too. And he's like, well, I'm proud of you for sticking to your guns. <laughs> like, mm. I'm like, and I'm just like, I don't want to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, we're not perfect, but can we learn to like, it's just those daily little mm. steps of like, how can I hold space more and more and more for particularly like those things that we hate, we shame or judge or like about ourselves, but the emotions we feel or the thought patterns we have. And that's like, to me, that's the, the teacher of the divine mother archetype is like, mm -hmm. I will hold you unconditionally, but we have been taught from human to human that our love is conditional mm. from babies on. Like, they will love me if I'm quieter. They will love me if I'm not angry. I will, particularly anger for me is like, because I was shushed a lot. Mm -hmm. I was angry or like punished for being angry. And so for me, anger is a big. Yeah. And um, like, how can we like, what does it mean to like hold that for ourselves? Because a lot of times we haven't been modeled that very well mm -mm. even just like there's a few of us out there that i right. think can do it and we're learning to and i think our generation particularly as millennials as parents we're learning different techniques on how to be really doing respectful parenting and holding that space for them so that and then we're learning to do that for ourselves and that's what i'm like i'm really excited for millennial parents that are particularly like are learning about this sort of stuff. Like there's a lot, there's a big education movement for children um, to do that. And so the, us millennials as parents are learning to do that for ourselves and Gen X too. Um, but like, how can we hold that compassionate, unconditional, yeah. really unconditional love for all the emotions, all the thoughts, all the worries, and hold ourselves like we hold that baby to our chest. Like, I got you. You work it out, honey. I'm here. And I'll pat your back too because it's comforting <laughs> as well. But I'm not going to yell at you. I'm mm. not going to judge you. I'm not going to tell you that and gaslight you that it doesn't make sense. Mm. Like, it makes sense to you. And like that happens too, especially in caretaking roles. Like, they gaslight your experience and it's like, how can we do that for ourselves and not gaslight ourselves anymore? And mm. then we can start to really hold that empathic intelligence to others and hold it for others. Um, so deprogramming those limits and conditions, one way to do that would be through EFT tapping. It's to me, that's also a great cancerian self-care mm. practice because cancers do are highly sensitive emotionally and uh, it's a way for you to process those emotions and not just bury them. And you're vocalizing them, you're acknowledging them. It gets it out of your nervous system. And this can be an excellent way for the, especially the, the moon, full, moon uh, full moon solar eclipse, like as your like practice is to do some sort of reprogramming work for the emotions. And especially because Thursday, right beforehand, on my birthday, Mercury retrograde. <laughs> And Mercury is all about communication, your thought patterns, your learning, 
um, how you voice your voice, like all the things of communication and pathways mm -hmm. is mercury and it's happening in cancer. So then it's happening in the realm of our emotions of the remothering of uh, our into trusting our intuition, our thought patterns around intuition and sensitivity our even of us, our psychological foundation of our roots of our ancestry, especially depending on where cancer is in your chart, mm -hmm. that those themes are going to be popping up more to do the ancestral mother wounds kind of work, mm -hmm. or at least the empathic space holding for self kind of theme. But some people may really take it literally of like my mother line, I mm. need to heal or wanting to delve into like their deep ancestry and like with, with like black lives matter, like how did my family impact slavery in America or something that coming in or, how, or looking at your generational wounding of white supremacy, mm. like what was the instilled condition? So you can take it from a more activist perspective of what the current events, or you can take it more to a personal level of like, of the, what it means to remother yourself to nurture yourself, to hold space without conditions. What are those conditions and how can we deprogram them? And EFT can help us to name those conditions and then install the software in our brain, what we're gonna replace that with, with the divine mother essence. Mm. Um, what I feel like something's coming forward for you. No, I mean, <laughs> you're, you're literally, I mean, yeah, all, all the time, but you're, you're so just, this is everything I did a card reading yesterday for someone. And I feel like you're saying everything that I was saying. It's like this deep initiation into that emotional intelligence and how can we have that for ourselves? And the word reprogram and rewrite came out yeah. a thousand million times like in that reading. And so it really is, it is such that potent time to do that work for ourselves. And it, it might be a little like, it might feel like sticky and like, that that word hard work but this is setting us up right it's now deep. yeah it's it's like that it's deep work foundational work and i don't know if i've ever said it said shared this analogy with you or in the episodes before but like in this birth process like we're if you want to look at like the next year um, we're in like the first three months of the birth process. So full, like nine months is that full long-term birth process. So we are only in the beginning of like rewriting. We're in the structure. first trimester. Exactly. And so this is the, the next card that came through was patience. Like this is, you know, if that's what we said before, like patience is so key here and it's so easy, so, so easy to number one, just kind of ignore everything and not do any of the work it's really easy to get overwhelmed um be, and like doing too much you know um so it's it's just important to have that patience and bring yourself back to the present moment especially in this season as much as possible um Cause there's a lot of like that future tripping energy. Like let's get there already. Let's get there already. Let's get there already. I want to make this change. I want to make this change. Why hasn't it changed yet? Like we are just in the beginning processes of creating this change for uh, first and foremost, like ourselves, because making that change for ourselves will help us to help shift the collective as well. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. They were really like, 
moving into just how can we create that emotional safety and security for us? Mm. Other ways would be like, is diaphragmatic breathing. So deep, deep focus on the belly breathing. Also because in the body, physiologically, cancer rules, one of the things is your diaphragm. Isn't that funny? Um, But also particularly your stomach, your upper GI and your breasts and when pregnant, uterus and ovaries and the pituitary gland, which is the master gland that creates hormones like oxytocin, estrogen, progesterone, like your fertility hormones among, and your growth, human growth hormone. Like it rules those particular areas of the body. Mm. And so some other self-care items to create that and embody nourishment for yourself would be like, like one is the diaphragmatic breathing because that helps regulate your nervous system. It can be like that liberation act uh, and also subconscious work you could do. Like when you're thinking on these, meditating on those things that you're like with mother wounds or something like that, like, or those conditions, like you can do a breath practice with it as your thing instead of like tapping. Mm. Other things could be like cooking, nourishing comfort foods or cooking foods that like from your, your family line that like you love, like your grandma or grandpa used to make. Mm. And you're like, oh yeah. Like for me, one of our recipes is applesauce. Like I know how to make applesauce because my Mennonite grandma made applesauce and (laughs) stuff like that. I mean, or it could be meatloaf, but I don't really feel like meatloaf. Uh, Actually, I don't know if I'll make applesauce because the thing I have to make it, it's rusty. And then I tried it once and then it had rusty applesauce. (laughs) Rusty sauce. I could, but I could, I could do it for, as an example, Uh, other would be like taking time for sentimentality and nostalgia. Mm. And having that moment to like go back, you know, maybe it's even just like nostalgic books and movies. Like one of my favorite books back in the day was Ella Enchanted. Um, Movie wise, like I was going through like on Disney plus all those old 2000 movies that were on Disney plus that I watched when I was like 10. I was like, oh my God, this is such poor quality. (laughs) (laughs) Or like the fashion choices or the phones. I'm like, oh my goodness. But it brings me so much joy. I'm at, my Venus is in cancer. So this like, these are the ways for me to bring self-pleasure is mm. through a cancerian way too. Um, or rereading, again, like rereading those books you used to love or, and those, or even just bringing out like a memories box. Like this is what my grandma gave me or like, just kind of like taking time to like go back a little bit. It's really can be really nourishing to help you like calm down that future progression or like right. projection, future progression, projection that you've been trapped into. Right. Um, Cause it can be like, okay, come back a little bit. Yeah. Like you said earlier, emotional boundary works really a great practice <sighs> and necessary practice for cancers, particularly looking at, um, do you have none at all? Or are you, <laughs> do you have a, like a fortress? How can mm. we have boundaries versus like cement walls? <laughs> Yeah, uh, and is it based in fear or is it actually based in like what's healthy for you? Mm. Uh, thinking a look at those things, like journaling about it, or just even just having a dialogue about it. Uh, or even, there's other practices I'm sure you could do with boundary work. Right. Water therapy because it's a water sign, so it's like taking a salt bath, going swimming, listening to ocean sounds can be beautiful for cancers tracking the moon cycle and or your menstrual cycle there's lots of apps you can do for this Mm. and builds awareness of your energy cycles when you do that doing breast belly womb massage 
mm. is awesome. Mm. And it's a way for you to connect to the present moment. It regulates your nervous system as well as bringing circulation um, to your, um, those areas. So like it will help with lymphatic drainage, especially around the breasts, because there's a lot of lymph nodes near your armpits and breasts. And it will, you know, and it can help with digestion when you massage the belly area, it will help any like uh, menstrual pain and cramping if you, um, if you have a womb and massaging in that low area. There's a lot of YouTube videos out there on womb massage and breast massage. So you can try that out for Check your like out. new moon ritual, new moon eclipse ritual, mm-hmm. um, or uh, just doing new and full moon rituals. It's totally cancer too, though. <laughs> and or setting up like an ancestral altar or having an ancestral ritual, or even like going back and like looking into diff- the histories and mythologies of your ancestral line. Mm. A lot of so this is now we're going on another tangent. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. A lot of the healing, particularly for non people, non people of color, like particularly for white European indigenous people, we have a lot of we're cut off from our ancestral lineages and traditions mm-hmm. from the folk, folk magic and folklore and be, when particularly when they've come over to the united states because we've to the americas because then we had to uh, assi- they had to assimilate to the predominant culture right there and particularly like if you come later from 1700s on like post post colonial right. uh, world and uh and then thinking prior to that when they were in europe a lot of the deep tra- folk traditions are were um s- there was also a colonization of christendom and of mm-hmm. not and so a lot of the deep ancestral shamanic rituals are lost or like they're covered up in christian things uh, or catholic things like of uh, songs of of wellness rituals or healing rituals like of uh, that were probably like back in like more of a goddess shamanic time frame like pre-christendom and they but then it was like replaced and colonized by the roman empire and then thus the holy roman empire and so a lot hmm. of that was made you don't do that shit. You don't do anything that's folky witchy or anything, or we replace it. And like, you are doing your little song and sage over somebody. Now you have to do a Catholic prayer over somebody in song. Well, oh you my God. So like a lot, we're, we have a lot of like our own ancestral wounds on like what, especially in spirituality, like, and he, like, wh- where are my roots really? Like you, you can even just go to the one level of like, okay, now I'm like, what are like some Germanic things I can, because my ancestry, a lot of it's really like Bavarian, German, Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I like one way directions, like one level is like, I'm going to learn about the language. I'm going to learn about the food they make. And like, what, what is this? The, what were the ancient, like, what were like some of the really folk music of that area? Mm-hmm. But then for me, I'm wanting to go like deeper and further back pre-Christendom. I'm like, what do the ancient shamans do? Right. And it's hard for Germany in particular for me. Like it's basically a blend of like Celtic mythology, Celtic tradition, like of the Druids with like Viking culture was mm. like the two of them for me. But like, if you, ca- if your family ancestry line is from like Ireland, 
and England. There's a lot of Celtic literature out there that you can learn. Mm -hmm. If it's Polish, there's some more like traditional folk, uh, Polish shamanic music coming out uh, that you can <laughs> listen to and things like that. Like how, how can we go really deep into those, um, our ancestral lines of magic, of folk, mm -hmm. of wisdom, a folk wisdom that predates colonization because our mm. europe was is also was also very colonized mm -hmm. before we decided to then colonize the americas <laughs> yay so we got a lot of decolonization work to do mm. for ourselves in this country and generationally anyway so that can be part of your work <laughs> for cancerian self-care i love and that. also black a part of like your activism work of re-educating yourself and your belief systems because you're going back to like does this really work for me um you know how can i heal my ancestral line you know mm. and seeing like where our repair work needs to be and then you can also pull from like the magic of this lifetime's ancestral line mm. as well i uh, like i've been really listening to like some more scandinavian stuff or like for a while i was like i want to find some like ancient germanic chants but i couldn't or to be <laughs> just like a lot of it's very masculine uh, that's really out very hard to find but it's all like some dudes doing some throat singing i'm like well, <laughs> nah. where's the ladies at yeah you're bringing but like, that in but i'm like where are the ladies at like i don't want to just chant to odin like i want to <laughs> know more uh but like or learning like the instruments of your like sound therapies are way like you can learn the, the instruments of that area that your mm -hmm. your family comes from uh or and with physicality um with like cancer cancer is for exercise you can even like look back to your your homeland your lineage line of of movement mm. um so for example i wrote this down on one of my things like look at ancestrally rooted exercise practices like dances warrior practices or athletic mm. games of your ancestral region uh made, like in scotland in the highlands they had like you know, they're wearing their kilts and doing shit like, not golf, <laughs> but like, what, there's something with the logs and like, there's, there's those Scottish Highland games. Like you could look into those sorts of things. Um, if you, if your ancestry is from Japan or one line of it is from Japan, there's katana, there's karate. There's like uh, uh, a lot of things you can go in that direction for embodying mm -hmm. the movement of your ancestral line. Um, Vikings, shoot, like, let's learn some sword play. Like... <laughs> Let's, let's do some battle axe throws or something, you know, like there's ways that you can like engage movement with ancestral mm. healing work and exercise at the same time. Other uh, cancer kind of like exercise and embodiment practice would be like doing movement that makes you feel emotionally safe. So maybe that makes means doing movement that's at home mm. or just setting up environments that make you feel emotionally safe is really important for cancerian exercise. But also you may be geared towards um, protection oriented exercise because remember like the mama bear's going to cut a bitch, <laughs> like the warrior mama goddess energy of doing maybe looking into like different protection combat sports like kickboxing, kung fu, karate, mm. um, MMA, like, so I could cut a bitch if I need <laughs> to. And it's still a form of movement and exercise that's good for your wellness and uh but it's more so any of those blends could be a great embodiment exercise idea for cancerian mm. self-care cancerian energies to be amplified with yoga it would be a lot of heart opening practices like 
think of breast, belly, and also a little bit of the womb area. Like, so a lot of that gets activated and opened up with um, back bends, chest expansion poses like camel, bridge, uh, puppy pose, child's pose. Even like it opens up when you do stuff like reverse warrior, reverse triangle, because you're like opening up like the intercostal air muscles in between mm. your ribs, dancer's pose, floor bow, half moon, because also moon (laughs) ruled by the moon right and it still opens up your hips and chest Mm. open twist variations that will stimulate blood flow to your belly to the womb but also opens up your chest and um, some meditations that you could do during like the new moon that's happening or just in cancer time frame whenever um, is to do like you could look into ancestral healing meditations i bet there's a bunch Mm. on youtube um (laughs) EFT tapping, like I said, doing for boundary work. So there's shielding and boundary setting for impasse meditations out mm. there. In Kundalini, they have uh, Kundalini yoga. They have the divine shield meditation where you're calling on the divine mother's sound wave, sound current, and you chant ma. Like the most kids will start to call their their caretaker that they identify with ma. Something with the ma sound a lot of times. So that's where we get mama, me, me, like mm-hmm. sounds across cultures. Like there's a lot of like M sounds for the, particularly the maternal um, energy caretaker. Right. <laughs> so calling on the divine mama with the shielding, um, the divine shield meditation. You could also look into the Antar Nad meditation that people do a lot for full moons. For Kundalini Yoga's deprogramming, subconscious reprogramming meditation, Kirtan Kriya. Mm. You are like, it's, you're saying Satanama in a certain sequence. Mm-hmm. And by tapping out your fingers, you're actually making like your brain work like the cross neural pathway is working. So you're activating the brain like through finger work, the mudras, mm-hmm. while you are reprogramming with um, the, those words Satanama. And um, it also makes you do it subconsciously, like reprogramming it without you like overthinking it because it's in a different language. So mm. you're not like getting tripped up over like, this is doll shot. Like, what am I even <laughs> saying? So like, if like EFT tapping, like you get blocked up by your own shit sometimes, or just even like saying something in English or hearing things in English, doing something in another language, you're getting it in your subconscious but mm. you're not so you're not having but you're not getting tripped up by your current conscious brain right tripping you up and your ego brain being like this is stupid i love you're that like, i can bypass it by just putting it in another language <laughs> right that, that's so funny i literally just started a like a heart activation with chanting and a mudra like three i think this is going to be my fifth day today so yeah lots of reprogramming i love how all mm. of this connects because I'm listening to this and my mouth is like, my jaw's on the floor listening to Elisa just share all of these truths. I'm like, okay, I absolutely love all of this. Um, I, I pulled this card. Mint, I, didn't, I don't want to cut you off. Um, but I pulled I got, this. I, I got my list out. I pulled this, <laughs> I did it. this card, Mintalkin, and I've been pulling it all week long. Oh. Yeah. Is that the water planet? Yes. Longing for home, belonging, the original light workers. This is like, look at this, right? The water. So the mermaid said, planet. Connecting to the water. Um, and I was like, okay, well, this makes sense. And I've learned this week too that this is connected to the Orion starseed. And Orion is like 
all about masculine and feminine energy and understanding like what that means for yourself and like being able like Orion is starts to channel all of that through so it's just all connecting and I like am just very in shock um so connecting to that water and again water having to do with your emotions connecting to those emotions and yeah I'm just over here tripping out so continue <laughs> I mean, I got through my list of oh. self-care items, actually. I'm like, that's, I'm like, that feels pretty complete. Oh, shut um, up. I just pulled the complete card. I can't make this shit up. Yes. I'm like, I unless you want me it. to go into like stomach repair and no. wellness things, which I don't feel like is necessary. <laughs> no. Yeah. Girl, you literally just gave us so much juice and so much value. I just wanted to make sure I didn't cut you off. No. Um, <laughs> I feel like that's a good amount of shit you could try on. <laughs> literally. That is a good amount of shit to What try on. sounds for you to try on? Like what so resonated for you? Like, are you going to all of a sudden go warrior princess on my ass? <laughs> I actually, yes, love all of that. I um, I really love connecting to the ancestral lineage and, and finding those like things, especially the, uh, I like the movement and like finding those like ancient movements that connect me to my ancestors. I don't necessarily know. Like I say I'm white and like, but I don't know what that you means. You should do a test. Do a, like ancestry.com or 23andMe or whatever. Like it's really cool to see like, damn right and it's a lot more specific now um so funny we're getting my dad uh 23andme for father's day yeah do one for you because also what's interesting about now that the genetic testing is getting better and better so my dad my family's very into genealogy so like i can kind of nerd out (laughs) but not to the full extent but i can definitely nerd out a little bit um the genetic testing, it's now more specific because it will see how the, um, like when you would think like if it was a brother and sister, like, oh, I'm just 50% whatever my mom and dad is. And like, so whatever they are, I'm just half of what they are. Right. right. And like, that's what you think the percentages would be, but, and, and it would be the same percentages in your sibling. If they're like your full blood sibling, right. Not the case <laughs> because they, their genetics may show up more like I, they cared more like the English gen- genes, like that's how they, they got more English genes and you got more like Slavic genes and that's higher percentage in you. Like you're not, so like it's, it's more specific to your body, like what genomes showed up for you and what's like in higher percentages, which is really interesting. So like siblings are a little different. Like my mom's more English than my, or she's more, she's either more German or more English percentage than her brother, mm-hmm. even though like descent wise, but it, you can then see like when like the big, it gives you information, like when big movement patterns were happening, like my family's side, my mom's side were, uh, they're all Amish and Mennonite pretty much ancestrally. So I come from pacifists on her side <laughs> and also spiritual bypasser sides. <laughs> Like during like all the big movements of the United States, like in the Revolutionary War, like they came before then. um, And also, but during the Civil War, they didn't participate because they're like, we're pacifists. Right. Don't do shit. So I'm sure some, maybe they helped out a bit, but like one of my ancestral things to clear out is like not to spiritually bypass. Mm. But they came over because of like being killed off and... (laughs) 
hunts to the Protestant hunting, you know, like they were right. it was a primarily Catholic area in Germany at the time. So mm. they moved through, but they came through like in the late 1600s and early 1700s. That's when they moved. My husband's side, he just learned when I finally got him and his family uh, genetic tests. They didn't care at all. I'm like, we're going to see. Like he came from like the more of the original Dutch settlers in New York in their, mm. and also the late 1600s. I'm like, dude, you're like New York before New York was New York. <laughs> you are New and York. And they primarily stayed there until his grandparents moved to Montana in the 40s. And I was like, you're like really New York. Wow. Wow. But then a lot of it's really Dutch. And then there's some Czech and stuff like that. So it's just interesting to see like the migratory patterns. So you can learn like what really brought them over here to this. And so you really understand like the history and hold space for the history of like, why did we migrate? Like what was the pain points there? Hmm. Uh, for my side of the family, a lot of it's religious persecution. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, yeah. I think, yeah, I'm trying to like think of my dad's side. That's like the Scot. They're all like the more rebellious side, like Scottish, Irish, English, Germans. Um, yeah. I love, yeah. Thank you for sharing all of like, again, everything you shared, but especially that. Cause I don't, I think that I've been in the same boat. Like I don't really care, but I like do care. I want to know. Um, it will help with the anti-racism, anti-racism work. Because we have to do the ancestral healing too, not mm-hmm. just for the country collectively, but we got to understand how we, for ourselves, for our own. Cause then like you can, like, even like celebrities are doing like those gen uh, ancestry shows on PBS or whatever it is. Like uh, I want, they're on Amazon prime right now, <laughs> season one free, like, and they're like realizing like, damn, like my family was slave owner. Oh, oh shit, shit. I didn't do it. And also, like, I just watched it this week, like, and realized I didn't know this because most people don't. They don't teach this in our history classes that slavery was not just in the South. There were a lot of slave owners in the New England territories and the New England colonies. Mm. And so, like, in Massachusetts, like, there's, like, oh, these established families. And, like, we're in the North. We didn't participate in slavery, so we're good. Yes, Maud, yes. (laughs) And... Then they realized, like, um, did you know that your great, 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 great granddaddy was a slave owner, too? They're like, mm. no, <laughs> you didn't participate in white supremacy and slavery. Like, actually, your family did, too. You're not just because you lived in New England doesn't mean you wow. didn't participate in that either. And right. like we all carry the burden uh-huh. of, that, of that pain. It's not just the South. interesting like we like to blame like it's everybody and we all (gasps) got to take responsibility elisa i'm excited to like do this and take some more responsibility um also it's just fun to know me like oh wow i'm like polish oh oh, okay i i want to get maybe learn some kielbasa recipes you know right oh i'm gonna learn some russian now like yeah yeah that'll be so good and just and again going back I know right now we're like talking about, especially since it's happened collectively, this rewrite in the Black li- Black Lives Matter and the systems um, of racial injustice and everything. But this always comes back to your individual level. And like, it's, it's those, you know, 
doing as that, is like the micro s- as is the macro yes like you said doing that internal work to be able to like okay well this is what i'm carrying this is what i no longer choose to carry and then it's just such a beautiful process yeah um <laughs> i i keep saying this but i feel like this is probably the last card i'll share with you because it really has been coming up all week and it's the warrior woman so it kind of makes sense um and it says have you answered your deepest calling and this card is such a beautiful representation um, of that divine union, you know, that strong, oh yeah, her. Uh, oh, yeah, her. <laughs> her, I know that card, yeah. Oh, I know her, uh, that strong warrior, like that strong warrior, but like that f- soft feminine, you know, she has those, that, that protection on her, but like, but on the inside, but she's like, got some great hair too. Yeah, she has some <laughs> great hair. She has that soft heart. She's in touch with her emotions, you know. Um, but she's a fucking badass. And um, so, yeah, just what a beautiful episode. What a beautiful um, way to kind of dip our toes into cancer season and what's coming and just to understand even what the fuck is going on right now, right? There's a lot. Uh, yeah, there's a just lot. Choose- one thing and the big thing that we were talking about like how can you nurture and hold all of the self all of your conditions so I would recommend the biggest thing would be like choose one sort of deprogramming practice whether it's breath work EFT hypnosis or journaling kirtan kriyas in kundalini yoga like just choose one and maybe then read or watch one documentary on it racial justice there you go (laughs) or do like an ancestry.com thing and put some spit in there (laughs) put some spit in there spit (laughs) i uh i love that and it's really important too because it was so much information and right it's so easy that was one of the things that came through so easy to get caught up in all of the things and all of the overwhelm but like really take away like one, one to two, not not super overwhelming, but like things that really felt good to you and really resonated with you mm-hmm. and start to start to just get curious and play around in there and see, you know, that will lead to the next thing and then the next thing. And it's, that's just, just how life unfolds. Right. So, um, oh, yeah. thank you so much for spending time with me this morning. This was so divine I'm uh, for the listeners, but like really selfishly for myself. So thank you. Thank you. Um, and yeah, anything else? What, what can we leave people with? Do you got anything? I'm like, damn, we did a lot. <laughs> I know. I, I, I guess, um, how, what I wanted to say was like your astro course. Let's talk, let's tell people about that. Oh yeah. There's that too. So if you're all like, <laughs> I want to know what the fuck she really means (laughs) or at least get learn the foundations of astrology what it means when I say houses or even just what the signs even really signify because all you got was like bullshit answers and horoscopes from magazines growing up Mm -hmm. and you're just kind of sick and tired of trying to understand astrology from everyone else's blog posts or um, their memes on social media and you're like I want to know. <laughs> so we're going to break it down in this 21 day pop-up crash course on the 101 of astrology mm-hmm. starting in July. And next week, our sales page goes live for the er- one week of an early bird discount of under $100. Mm-hmm. And then, so if you wants to get it for the best deal, $200 off, I will say sign up next week. Stay tuned. Follow me on 
Instagram at I am Elisa Rose. And this is a collaboration between me and I believe Emily James has been on here before. Yes, right? she has. Anxious to, align. Anxious to align. We're both collaborating on this because we can both bring, she's a Gemini moon, Gemini sun me. Like we're bringing in some serious Gemini Sagittarian energy. Also, you don't ever have to use this on, we don't have a Facebook group. We're not doing this on some Com computer needed program we're making this super gemini mm -hmm. it's you're getting like doing at your own pace during the 21 days and we're covering like what the signs mean how the house system works the history of the house like the the actual circle thing that you look at like how mm -hmm. can you start to read it and we're going to break down the planets what they mean what their symbols mean and um so you get the foundation we're not going to get into like the super deep shit of like Chiron and asteroids and lunar nodes. We're going to like, let's do the foundations first, honey. And then you can take mm. our other courses after that about the other more advanced stuff. Oh, but yes, but we're doing a light, fun, sassy way. We're doing a private Instagram group. Mm. So like while you're already scrolling through Instagram, which we all do. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can all pull up the stories and we're going to have our, like, our highlights and stuff like that all available to you. So you're like already on there. So then you learn as you go and we get weekly, um, videos from us weekly like basically workshops pre-recorded workshops from emily and i and to go over the big shit that you're going to learn about like the house system and the mm -hmm. and the 12 signs but then on instagram we have like a daily little breakdown and a way to process and understand and digest what we learned through that workshop mm -hmm. and like you can watch that workshop on your phone like you can do it totally just all on your phone you don't need the laptop or anything like that and if you're sick of Facebook like me, no more <laughs> Facebook groups. And I'm like, so we're trying out this more fun Gemini way of approaching it. And then we seal the 21 days with a live call that has a big Q&A. So like everything you've been learning, you're like, I want to ask these questions or kind of like doing like breakdown things or like something that we really want to talk about me and the move. And the, the group energy is like, I want to learn about transits. Like we're ready. We got this. Then mm -hmm. we can. And we have that open space to talk about it. And then we'll have a closing ceremony. So it's not like I have to schedule something super tight at work. Like you can do this at your own pace mm -hmm. and you can still engage, but then we'll have it one live time together. If you can't make it, it's recorded so that you can, and then you can like ask your question early if need be like, yeah. So we're going to do that and astro 101 we start in july and i think it's after all the eclipses are pretty much done this summer <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well i will definitely be in the 101 yeah. course and every other course that you beautiful ladies roll out after that i mean we're gonna I, keep it real I keep it real. <laughs> yeah. And like, that's what I, I fucking love about you guys. Um, the both of you and you know, it's so easy when you connect with someone just on an energetic level like that. And to be able to learn in that way, I, I've learned that I receive in such a better way. So I'm so excited um, to dive into that little, I love it. The pop-up like course. And um, I will definitely link your info in the show notes and anything else that you know that we can with that but if not people can go to you and find all of the juicy info and now i'm just talking too much so i feel like we're done with this episode <laughs> love you all i love See you next month probably for yes. leo season like all miss leo rising over here we're oh, gonna, like shit. celebrate all things lioness
oh no and yeah i am leo rising if you didn't know so i'm so, so excited he's gonna feel some shit go down <laughs> oh, sh- oh shit okay well. i mean it's not as bad as it was a few years ago when there was like the lunar nodes happening in leo and aquarius you probably felt some transformative shit back then well that'll be for the ne- that episode yeah yeah let's we'll get it i'm like what was that date but we can like literally have another hour conversation just with that so yes i'm very excited for that episode this one was super amazing thank you everyone for tuning in elisa thank you for again jumping on and jamming and just sharing all of your magic i am sending everyone so much love remember to take those deep breaths and just check in with yourself one moment one breath at a time again sending you so much love until next time fill your cup family